Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You remember when that um, former presidential candidate, vice presidential candidate, John Edwards, the Democrat liberal senator, uh, remember when he said there were two Americas? That was his speech. Eh, two Americas. Well, he was right. He was he, he was right. Um, far be it for me to say a Democrat is right, but he was right for the wrong reasons. There are two Americas. And I'm going to show you two videos right at the beginning of the show today. I think we're going to hammer home to you that, yes, there are, in fact, two Americas. And I don't see any possible unification effort anytime coming in the future in this country. And therefore, I don't know how we're going to handle this. Because you can't have one section of the country, 40, 50% of the country, maybe less, maybe 35, that hates the country, and the rest of America saying, no, we love this place and it's worth fixing and saving. You, you can't have, there's no, there's no middle ground, there's no overlapping circles there. I got that. More on the Delta variant. Hysteria, we're all going to die. And then Democrats lying about CRT, the evidence right in front of you. Hey, you don't like big tech and the government spying on your activity online? I don't. That's why I have a VPN. Get one. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. We had a day off yesterday, which is highly unusual. Welcome back to the team. Justin is back. Guy's here. Joe's here. Let's get right to it. (laughs) Good to see and hear from everybody. It's so weird to take a day off because Joe and I didn't do it for five years. Any days (laughs) off. Ever. We worked every single weekday. So it's strange. We're all getting used to this whole holiday thing. All right, listen, back when I first started the podcast, my first sponsor was Brickhouse Nutrition. They're the best. I love them. Not only they have uh, supported the show since the beginning, they've helped me stay healthy and fit, which is really more important, even than their support of the show, even though I'm honored. Feel the greens. There it is right there. It's unlike other superfoods. It uses real, wholesome, USDA organic fruits and vegetables. It's packed with antioxidants. can support heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion. Plus, it's pre and probiotic. It's great for everyone in your family, athletes, young, old, whatever. It is packed. It doesn't just have one vegetable like some of those crap hey, superfoods. No, no, they're not superfoods. They're super crap. This is the real deal. <laughs> That's not in the read. I just made that up. But it's true. Field of Greens is packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables. Taking Field of Greens super easy. You just take a scoop, put it in your favorite beverage, whatever it is. I put it in green tea sometimes, sometimes a little bit of V8. Whoosh, drink it down. Gee puts it in smoothies. He likes the lemon lime. How do you get this fantastic product? Fruits and vegetables right there, right there. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. You get 15% off your first order with promo code Dan at checkout. Give it a try. Your body will thank you. It's good stuff. I've been using it forever. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. All right, Joe, let's go. Here we go. No. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. It is weird taking a taking a Monday off. Yeah. We haven't uh, done that in in a, in a while. I even worked. Well, I, we did. We took the podcast, but I worked the radio show uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I got my car back this week. I just wanted to tell you quickly. I want to give a big shout out to this young kid, Michael Boyd, in my neighborhood. This kid, I don't know how old he is, eighteen or what, but he's running like a car detail business, and it made me proud. I'm like, I looked at the kid. I'm like, I'm proud of you, brother. I'm proud, 18 years old. He's not like a car detailing business, like he washes your car and gives it back with a with a Carnuba coat on it. I mean, he has like a whole professional business. The guy does this ceramic coating stuff, iron wash things. I'm like, bro, super impressed. He did my car. I had to swap out the Raptor to get one of these navigator thingies. I got it black. He put a ceramic coat on that sucker. You go downstairs, you could like comb your hair in that baby. It's like a mirror. So if you live in South Florida, 
Look up my man. Look him up. Michael Boy Detailing. He's on Instagram. Cool cat. And he's 18, running a business. Proud of you, brother. Proud of you. Nice work. My daughter's friend. Now getting to the serious stuff. Folks, there are two Americas. That John Edwards was right. He wasn't right about much. Remember him, the $400 haircut guy? Who the hell pays $400 for a haircut? What are you doing to the hair? Coating it in 24 karat gold sheathing to protect it from the sun? Remember him that yeah, was the Prell yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. $400 haircut. Yeah. Yeah. You know how much my haircut costs, Joe? Take a stab <laughs> at it. Know. What do you think my Probably, haircut uh, costs? Probably nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, nothing. Yeah, Joe's right because I yeah, cut my hair myself and Paula does the back because of my bad elbows and I and I can't reach. Yeah, my, my haircut costs zero. It's not really that expensive. John Edwards, 400 bucks, but he did say there are two Americas. And there, I believe there's no more middle ground, folks. And it depresses me to tell you that. What do I mean? This isn't Dickens' The Tale of Two Cities, but this is The Tale of Two Videos. Let me play video number one first. This is a video taken in Texas in a Walmart. And it appears just randomly that someone starts singing our national anthem. Everybody stops what they're doing. You can hear it if you're just listening on audio. No problem. It's just wonderful. It's inspiring. Hand over the heart. Everybody joins in singing. This is the America I know and love. An imperfect but trying to be perfect place that people love, that people adore, a bastion for freedom, a lighthouse for liberty. This is the America we should all strive to obtain. Check this out. He's right. He said beautiful stuff. It is. That's absolutely right. I don't know about you, but that's the country I know and love. Country I serve, the country many of you uh, in the military who are in the military serve, they have nothing but the greatest of respect for our military men and women. I served in a different way, uh, not nearly the level of bravery of our military men and women, but I'm proud of it. I was proud to have served in the Secret Service under Democrat and Republican presidents, even though I ferociously disagreed with their politics, even the Republicans sometimes. Hand over the heart, random act of patriotism. That's the country I love. That's the country I thought I knew. Well, here's the other country. I said there were two Americas. That's just one of them. Here's the other America. This is woke America that focuses exclusively on the sins of America, not what we've done to repent from them, not on the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives that died in the fight for liberty to abolish slavery, not the civil rights heroes that went down there, were beaten, had water hoses turned on them to fight for a liberty for all. Not on that. They don't want to focus on anything. They only want to focus on the stains of American history as if they've never been washed. This was the U.S. women's soccer team. 
There's a 98-year-old veteran who's going to perform the national anthem, has a harmonica. He's at the, they're playing Mexico. And I want you to watch here, and I'll explain to you afterwards if you're listening on audio. Here's a video of what some of the members of the U.S. women's soccer team decided to do as that, uh, that 98-year-old veteran is playing our national anthem on the harmonica. This is one of the most disgraceful things I've seen in a long time, and I've seen a lot of disgraceful things, so that's saying a lot. Check this out. 98-year-old World War II veteran Pete Dupre. Absolutely disgusting. Well, what did you miss if you're listening only on audio? As this heroic 98-year-old veteran is playing our wonderful, beautiful national anthem on that harmonica, there are, you see many of the players, to their credit, hands over their hearts, heads down. Um, you see other players, hands behind their back, facing a way, in a, in, a, in a, appearing to disrespect this 98-year-old who is uh, performing our national anthem on the harmonica. Now, to be fair to both sides, and believe me, I'm straining to do this because fair, I'm just giving you their statement, the U.S. soccer team, because the statement's total BS, but I'll say it anyway because I'm not a liberal and we try to do honest investigative reporting here. Don't ever call me a journalist. The U.S. soccer team is saying, no, 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 they weren't disrespecting the 98-year-old or the national anthem. That's not what they were doing. The players were, in fact, turning away to face the flag. But that's not exactly accurate because I did some homework on this and I looked around. The flag was on the scoreboard. If you've ever been to a professional sports game, you see what they do. They put the waving flag on the scoreboard. But if you go and you watch that video again and you go to my Rumble account if you watch it or if you watch wherever you're watching it, you'll notice that the scoreboard is to the players' right, this U.S. women's soccer uh, players. Yet they're not facing to the right, and they have their hands behind their back. You know, folks, this isn't hard. Let me get a couple things out of the way first. If you're going to piss on our country, right, and make us all look like jerkwads in the middle of a game where you're representing the United States of America, it's not Joe's soccer team, okay? It's not Jill Bag of Donuts soccer team. It's not the rec league. It's not CYO. You're playing for the U.S. women's soccer team. It's not hard. Put your hand over your heart, bow your head, and listen to the national anthem. You've got something to say? Fine. I believe in free speech. You don't like the national anthem? Great. Wait till after the game is over. Go outside, get your Antifa banner, and do your thing. Unlike you, I don't agree with that, but I respect it. You're playing for the U.S. soccer team. If you had any dignity and nerve whatsoever, you'd admit what you did and you'd leave the team tomorrow. And for all the wise asses out there, oh my gosh, Dad, you're being unnecessarily harsh. I don't speak with forked tongue. 
I could not have disagreed more with the politics of what I believe to be the worst president in U.S. history up till this point, Barack Obama. Nobody disagreed with his politics more. Yet I proudly served in the Secret Service at that time. I wasn't proud of Obama, but I did my job, and I did it well, because we are a constitutional republic. This is not the third world. We don't let our presidents get hurt because of our political differences. And it wasn't going to happen on my watch. I served Republicans and Democrats, and I did my job. And the National Anthem played an event with Barack Obama. I didn't take a knee in the Secret Service to take a stand because I had a job. And when I felt, by the way, like politics would get in the way and be a distraction of my job, which I felt like it would because I really disagreed with Obama, I left. I did not get a pension. I didn't retire as is frequently reported in media. Listen, I'm nobody's hero and I'm not trying to be. There's a difference between retiring and resigning. If I would have retired, I would have had a pension and health care. That's not what I did. I resigned because I felt like it was a distraction and my politics got in the way and I was not going to take away from the presidency. I was going to fight my battle on the outside. Unlike these buffoons who don't have the guts to leave the soccer team who want to play for the U.S. soccer team and get all the ad dollars and the marketing revenue and the sponsorship contracts, but don't have the guts to admit they can't stand the country. I disagree with you, but I'd respect you more if you'd leave, go outside the stadium and do that. Bring the cameras with you. I'm sure they'll love you for it. You'll probably get a nice Madison Avenue fat contract like Megan Rapino, big Subway spokesman. I'll never eat in Subway again after that. And I... Stopped eating there years ago anyway. Don't even like the food. It's not really a hard boycott there. Megan Rapino. She doesn't really dig the national anthem either. Probably got a nice sweet deal from Subway, right? I left my job. Even though I did it proudly. Because I felt like if I was going to make a political statement, there was a place to do it. In politics. Not on the field of play in the Secret Service. And your excuses are pathetic. Uh, what You couldn't figure out where your heart was? Why are your hands behind your back? What, you don't know that you play for the U.S. women's soccer team? You don't understand the protocol with the national anthem? You have no dignity. I have zero respect for you at all. And I mean it. I really, folks, I don't care. I don't care if they win or lose at the Olympics. Oh, that's what, I don't care. They don't represent me. They don't represent the United States of America. And I love this country. And if you don't, I don't care if you win or lose. I'm not wishing for you to lose. I'm not wishing for you to win. I don't care. You have a bunch of spoiled brat athletes pining for acceptance by the Wokitarians. Itching for acceptance by the Washington Post op-ed column so that some Madison Avenue firm will find some woke company picking, oh, look, look at that. Look at the bravery this took. You know what? You may not have liked Cassius Clay, and I certainly didn't like a lot of his politics. But when Cassius Clay gave up the heavyweight title, at least there was a sacrifice. What's their sacrifice here? What's their sacrifice here? They'll get a big fat deal from Subway next.
No sacrifice. Full of crap. Which reminds me, it's perfectly okay to criticize the United States. Oh, they weren't criticized. They just had their hands behind their back, disrespecting our national anthem. Please spare me the BS. I've had enough of it. It's great to criticize the United States, but God forbid you criticize China. Why would that happen? I'm going to get to that article in a second too, but one more quick thought on this and I'll move on. I didn't intend on spending this much time. I got a bunch of articles to get to, but I'll never forget watching the, what was it, the NFL three, four years ago when the whole when the whole Kaepernick thing started. I was following it for the news cycle. And the Baltimore Ravens were overseas playing a game in London. And I will never forget, they were trying to say at the time, oh, Kaepernick's not kneeling in disrespect to the American flag. Which was really weird because the Baltimore Ravens did the same thing. They knelt for our national anthem in London overseas. And when God Save the Queen played, they stood up and they said, well, we didn't want to disrespect the, the, the United Kingdom. I thought it, I don't understand. I thought kneeling wasn't disrespect. So you got up because you didn't want to disrespect. You just said kneeling wasn't disrespect. So what is it? Disgraceful. Disgraceful. Disgusting. Resign tomorrow. Kick these players off the team. I would rather get a bunch of players who love the country they'll represent who finish 10th than a bunch of spoiled, woketarian lunatics who can't stand this place sitting up there pretending to represent me and my countrymen. You want to do that? Go get the woketarian soccer team and play in the woke league. Nobody cares it's a free country. You're representing the United States. Have some dignity. Well, why can't you criticize China, but you can criticize the U.S.? Why do I bring that up in this block? Because, folks, this weekend I read another spectacular article by a guest. He was a guest on my radio show last week, Lee Smith, who is a spectacular writer. Many of you remember him. He was all over the Spygate scandal. The article in Tablet Mag, Tablet Mag is called The 30 Tyrants. It'll be in my newsletter today, bongito.com slash newsletter. Please read it. It's a really long article, but it is worth your time. Again, it's called The 30 Tyrants, and there's a screenshot in there that describes why U.S. athletes playing for the U.S. Olympic team, the soccer team, can, can disgrace our national anthem and disgrace themselves in front of it. But God forbid you criticize China. LeBron James will come after you tomorrow morning. Here, it's because they bought everybody off China, and you got a bunch of suckers in this country. Businesses, think tanks, sports, academics— Bought off, a slave to the Chinese teeth, suckling off it. Lee says, because of Trump's pressure on the Americans who benefited extravagantly from the U.S.-China relationship, these strange bedfellows acquired what Marxists call class consciousness. And they joined together the fight back, further cementing their relationship with their Chinese patrons. United now, these disparate American institutions lost any sense of circumspection or shame about cashing checks from the Chinese Communist Party. No matter what horrors the CCP visited on the prisoners of its slave labor camps, and no matter what threat Chinese spy services and the People's Liberation Army might pose to our national security. Well said, Brother Lee. So true. So true. 
All right, folks, I've got a lot coming up ahead. The Democrats are lying about CRT. It's obvious. I'm going to play a cut of Joy Reid quoting Ibram Kendi, big proponent of CRT. Say, we're not teaching CRT anywhere but the law schools. Really? So why are the teachers unions interrupting about teaching CRT? We're not teaching CRT. Teachers union. We need to teach CRT more. We're going to put, I don't get it. Both of those things can't be, that, that, you know, a dog and armadillo. Not going to work, right? I got that. We've also got AOC getting absolutely wrecked at one of her own hearings. Of course, she doesn't know anything on the world's dopiest bartender. Bartenders are really smart. AOC's a disgrace to bartenders, too. <sighs> Disgusting. Folks, you need a good set of uh, earbuds here. Don't overpay. Don't waste any money, you know? It, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Whether it's for work or play, a lot of us are going to be on the move again this summer. My advice to you, take your Raycons with you. These are actually mine. These are great. I love them. This is mine right here. I got to charge them. I was using them this weekend a little bit. Whether you're out working out to your favorite tunes, listen to a podcast, you're on a conference call, good wireless earbuds in your ear make all the difference. What do you want? Really, what do you want in earbuds? You want good sound, you want a good price, and you don't want them to fall out. Pretty simple stuff, right? You want Also, one more thing, you want long battery life. You get it all here. You get crisp, powerful beats at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycons look great. They feel even better. They come in a range of cool colors, and they're cu they have customizable gel tips included for a comfortable in-ear fit. They're the only ones that don't fall out of my ear. And Raycons are built to go wherever you go with quick and seamless Bluetooth pairing and a compact charge in, a charging case. I was in a plane this weekend. I, I, I didn't have to charge these things at all, and I took two flights with them, so they're great. Good long battery life, too. Listen up. Raycons offering 15% off all their products for my listeners. Here's what you got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash Bongino. There you'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. It's such a good deal. You want to grab a pair and a spare, get one for your friends too. That's 15% off at buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash Bongino. That's buyraycon.com slash Bongino. Go today. You'll love these. They look pretty cool too, which always helps. All right, getting back to the show. So Democrats are lying, lying again. They're playing the euphemisms game. It's not critical race theory. It's undocumented instruction in America's schools. I'm not playing the euphemisms game. I'm not going to dance around this stuff. And I'm really sorry if you accept this stuff on its face. The Democrats are always lying. I've got a few things I'm going to show you about crime and CRT where they're lying to your face. The data is right in front of you. And if you believe it, you. I, I don't even why would you? I don't understand why you would. Why do you trust these people? They are clearly lying to you. Do you have some kind of cognitive deficit? Like, why would you believe this stuff if you're a liberal? If you're going to fight, fight honestly. Just admit you love critical race theory and you want it out there. Not Joy Reid. Here's a quick soundbite. Here's Joy Reid. She was on a debate. This is with Rufo, right? Guys, this is one of the first cuts they cut. She's uh, debating Christopher Rufo, an expert in critical race theory on our side, trying to fight back against it. And she says something ridiculous. She implies, you know, well, Ibram Kendi, what is good? they're only teaching critical race theory in law schools. Really? That's strange because I read an article this morning. It says the exact opposite. But again, Joy reading the truth, you know, doesn't really work. Check this out. You say that, Kent, that uh, Ibram Kendi, Dr. Ibram Kendi, who's a college professor, you call him the guru of critical race theory. So we reached out to him. Uh, I've interviewed him before. So we reached out to him because you say he's the guru of critical race theory. You name him a lot in a lot of your, both in your manifesto or your, your talking points memo, but also in your video. We reached out to him. We asked him, uh, we, uh, we asked him if he's a critical race theorist. He said, I admire critical race theory, but I don't identify as a critical race theorist. I'm not a legal scholar, so I wasn't trained 
on critical race theory. I'm a historian. And Chris would know this if he actually read my work or understood that critical race theory is taught in law schools. I didn't attend law school, which is where critical race theory is taught. It's really the only place it's taught. The only, only, only places. Did I hear that right, guys? Joe, did you hear that right? The only, only place it's taught yeah, yeah, in I, law schools. That's really yeah. strange. That's strange because, you know, uh, American citizens out there, patriotic moms and dads who don't want their kids being taught racist, critical race theory, and it is racist. It teaches you to judge people by their color of their skin. Last time I checked, like even dictionary.com hadn't updated that yet. They may in the future, but judging people by the color of their skin sounds kind of racist to me. So it is racist, critical race theory. And what's really weird is Joy's insisting and Ibram Kendi, oh, no, they only teach it in law schools. It's not in America's schools. Really? So then why did I read this article by Natalia Middlestad in Just the News? Again, I'll be in my newsletter today. That parents are fighting critical race theory as the teachers union commits over 127K to advance it. This looks to me like a little bit of verbal jujitsu here. So if Joy Reid is correct and we are not teaching critical race theory in schools, then why are teachers paying $127,000 to lobby to teach critical race theory in schools? Just checking. I'm, 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 am I, is there, again, dog armadillo? Am I missing something? Is there a connection not happening here? I, 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 from the Just the News piece, again, you can read it in my newsletter if you want to read the whole thing. The National Education Association, the largest teachers union in the U.S., has voted to spread critical race theory as parents across the nation are fighting against it. The union is preparing to commit $127,600 to advance critical race theory, according to the Epic Times. How is this woman allowed on the air still? I, I Really, by her network. Again, I'm not suggesting a ban, a boycott of Joy Reid. I'm actually a free speech advocate. You know... The great part about the God-given right to free, you know, to free speech is you have the freedom to say really stupid, dumb things. Unfortunately, Joy takes us up on that all the time. I'm simply suggesting to you, why would you waste your time? Joy Reid was a PP tape hoaxer, a collusion gate hoaxer, a Mike Flynn hoaxer. She was a Wuhan lab leak hoaxer. Almost nothing Joy Reid tells you is true. Whenever she opens her mouth, you're five minutes away from an immediate debunking rebuttal where she looks foolish. If they're not teaching critical race theory in schools, then why are the teachers unions paying to teach critical race theory in schools? It's the money ball problem we've discussed over the past three weeks. If he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? But you continue to watch this show. Just one quick note on this, by the way. It's interesting, too, how they'll tell you while we're on the topic of critical race theory, how the left are the new racists. They, the, the liberal left are the new racists, period. They want to teach you critical race theory. The white man is the oppressor, teaches you to judge them by the color of their skin. That's really odd, too, because it seems like the Republican Party seems to be making a lot of headway. I have another report in the newsletter today I'd like you to read from Pew Research. It's damning. It's called Behind Biden's 2020 Victory. It gives a full examination of the 2020 electorate based on validated voters. You know what they found? For a party they're claiming is racist, while they're racist themselves, the liberals, they're claiming we're the racists on the Republican side, which is quite hilarious how stupid that sounds, given they're teaching critical race theory. Inside that Pew Research study, you'll find out that 38% of Hispanics chose Trump in 2020. 
Awfully odd considering they called Trump a hardcore racist. That's 10 percentage points higher than it was in 2016. Because they lie. And you're wasting your time. Why would you invest time in these people? Here's another one from this weekend. Lying not just about critical race theory, an easily discredited piece of nonsense from the dreadful Chicago mayor, uh, Lori Lightfoot, easily one of the worst. If not, it's hard with the Blasio, Garcetti. It's really hard to pin down who the worst mayor in the country is because there's like, the, the, the competition is so intense. It's like that the Showtime movie, I thought, who was the best? Hearns, Hagler, Duran, or Leonard? They were all great. In this case, it's the opposite. They're all such losers. It's really hard figuring out who's worse on any given weekend. Here's Lori Lightfoot at a press conference. She's asked a question by a Newsmax reporter. And she ridiculously suggests that uh, crime is trending down in the city of Chicago where the body bags are piling up. Listen to this crap. So what I said to you last week, what the superintendent said today over and over again, and what the data tells us is this. When you look at homicides and shootings from April, May, and June, we are trending downward. Is anybody satisfied with where we are? No, but the data is the data. And it is absolutely trending down. And I know from my conversations with other mayors across the country, every major city in the United States since 2020 is seeing a surge in violence. New York, L.A., Atlanta, D.C., uh, across the board. Notice there, the city she cites are all run by <laughs> all the guys. I'm missing this again. D.C., L.A., New York, Joe, come on, think this through. They're all I, run by. Um, I know this one's tough, Dem- fellas. Uh, I, Democrats, am I right? Am I, yeah. am I, am I going out too nah, far, Joe? Cool. We teetering? No, oh, okay, good. Joe's pretty confident. Yeah. Gee, Justin, you're back. You guys pretty confident run by Democrats? Okay, I'm getting three yeah. head nods. Joe, Gee, Justin, we got a good sample size today now that Justin's back. We only had two last week. So that's three for three, actually four for four. You can factor me in the mix. So she cites hilariously. I get what? Well, and you know what? Tragically. Because that's what these are real body bags. But the hilarious part is how dumb she is. Because she knows what she's saying is a lie. Here's a zero hedge article. It'll be in the newsletter. My gosh, I don't want to waste your time. But I know you're going to get this from your liberal friends. There's a crime trend all over the country in cities, in big cities. Yeah, run by libs. Zero hedge. Staggering number of shootings and deaths in Chicago and New York City over bloody July 4th weekend. Here, screenshot from the piece. In case you believe this absolute foolishness by Lori Lightfoot that crime is somehow trending down. On Monday, the Chicago Sun-Times has tallied 92 people shot over the long July 4th weekend with 16 killed. The Sun-Times database shows the numbers killed to be a weekend high for all of 2021. Folks, those aren't nameless, faceless people. Those are people with families. Those are people with brothers and sisters and kids and moms and dads. Some of those people are kids. They're not nameless, faceless statistics. Those are real people in body bags right now. Because Chicago and these liberal cities can't get their heads out of their collective cabooses, folks. They just lie to you over and over and over again. 
Crime is trending down. Actually, they just had a record set for 2021, number of people shot and killed. Did you miss that? I mean, you are the mayor. You appreciate being lied to? I certainly don't. All right, I've got some good news. Let me take a, a quick break here for our next sponsor. But I have some good news coming up. We are, in, when it comes to the tech war, we're winning, basically. We're, we're fighting back, folks. We have been... I, and along with any, uh, a lot of others, have been just using howitzers against the big tech thing to start these new companies are competing with them on their own ground. Video, social media, whatever it may be, and we're starting to win. So I got some good news for you on that. Also, AOC getting wrecked and Fauci and more Delta variant hysteria. We're all going to die. Cut the police, cut the crap. Please calm, get this guy off TV. Every time he goes on TV, someone panics and the whole world wants to shut down again. Folks, the summer season's upon us. Couldn't come soon enough after this year, by the way. Barbecues, beaches, and fun in the sun, like the good old days. But what about taking care of your skin? It matters, especially down here in Florida. It gets hot down here. Our friends at Chamonix have the perfect solution for the summer sun. GenuCell Sunspot Corrector uses breakthrough ingredients to get rid of dark blemishes and sunspots from long days in the sun. It's packed with cutting-edge ingredients and a nourishing, hydrating base. Delivers results you can see right before your eyes. Here's Stephanie from Fresno, California. I have skin damage from years in the sun. I love this product. It reduces the appearance of sunspots. It leaves my skin looking younger. It's a great product for my age. Chamonix promises results in as little as 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. Paula loves this product. She has great skin. People are always complimenting her on it. Order today and get GenuCell Sunspot Corrector, plus the free legendary GenuCell XV Anti-Wrinkle Moisturizer, also free when you order GenuCell for under-eye bags and puffiness. How do you get it? Go to GenuCell.com and enter my special code DAN40. That's DAN40 for an extra discount. Order now and shipping is also free. Go to GenuCell.com. GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com. DAN40. DAN40 for the promo code. Check that out. GenuCell.com. Hey, one quick programming note. My radio program today. We will have our hero of the week last week. Our friend Vernon Jones running for governor on the Republican side in Georgia. Primary and Brian Kemp. Listen, Vernon was great. That video of him taking it to the CNN reporter and turning the tie and actually interviewing the CNN reporter is classic. We need to do more of that. All right, some good news. As I said, story will be in the show notes. Just want you to smile a little bit. Again, we've all woken up to the big tech fight, and I told you we'd have to create a parallel economy. I've been a part of some of that. Other people are doing other things, which is great, too. I'm proud of them, too. It's not about me. It's about fighting big tech. We created the first viable alternative to YouTube, Rumble. It has been blowing it away. President Trump joined. You know I'm an investor there, disclosure. But there's nothing to do with me bringing you this story. I just want to show you again in the big tech fight, we are fighting back and winning. Reclaim the net. Check this story out. Rumble breaks its live streaming record with 500,000 concurrent live viewers. President Trump, that's a lot. Thank you. Has a geek said, wow. Uh, it's impressive, folks. That's a huge number. President Trump has his official verified channel on Rumble. You can go check it out and subscribe. Please do. 500,000 concurrent viewers, folks. That is a really, really big deal. I'm very proud of everybody at Rumble. So go check it out. Our channel, by the way, is rumble.com slash Bongino. If you'd like to check it out, we'll be at 2 million subscribers soon. So we really appreciate that. All right. Again, facts don't seem to matter to Democrats. We already know that. 
Here's a quick one here, but it's good. Put a little smile on your face. The world's dopiest bartender. Again, I love bartenders. Bartender Pete, Glenn Patrick's where I used to hang out. Super smart guy. Great for life advice. Although I heard Glenn Patrick's closed down. All you Queens guys from Ozone Park, is that true? My brother said he drove by and it's not open anymore. Very upset. I hung out there a little bit. A little bit. Maybe a lot of a little bit, but I hung out there. <laughs> smart guy in it. AOC, not a smart bartender. Here's AOC... <laughs> Here's AOC at a hearing. This is a hearing about energy. She tries to make the case opening up here that we can get rid of coal and fossil fuels because it's no big deal. She brings up Puerto Rico. Apparently has no idea that, you know, coal and fossil fuels provide the overwhelming majority of energy for Puerto Rico. So she, here I'm going to cut this into two segments here. It's AOC in the beginning, again, ridiculously suggesting that Puerto Rico, we can cut off coal and all the other stuff. There'll be no problems at all. And then in the end... You're going to see this guy, Alex Epstein, who's at the hearing, who actually knows more than AOC, at their own hearing, completely humiliating her and showing her the actual data on Puerto Rico, uh, renewables and others. Of course, AOC is probably sitting there in stunned silence, realizing she should have stuck with slinging Budweiser's at the bar. Check this out. Here's AOC. Now, I want to debunk some of this, uh, you know, some of this. I would say chicken little arguments on how if we would close the coal plants, it would cause catastrophic effects for the energy uh, supply on the island. AES can close tomorrow while keeping the lights on and preventing price increases on the island. Wow, that's incredible. She's found some kind of energy utopia, Xanadu or something. We, we missed out. I don't know how she seems to have some numbers we don't have. She's suggesting not only if you cut coal to Puerto Rico and fossil fuels, she's saying not only will it not cause blackouts, but prices will stay stable too. You won't see a spike in energy. What? You wonder why you wonder why some other intelligent energy entrepreneur didn't think of that first. You're like, gosh, AOC must be just smarter than me. She has access to data sets and data points no one else has. Of course she doesn't. She just made it up like Lori Lightfoot and Joy Reid, who again, they do nothing but lie to you. Here's what happens when she gets confronted at her own hearing by a guy by the name of Alex Epstein, who actually gives her the facts and good for him goes right after her in this hearing. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, again, maybe Coronas and Buds are better for you. I don't know if this congressional thing is working out. Check this out. I cannot believe. I mean, I'm really disappointed that Representative Ocasio-Cortez talks about shutting down the coal plant tomorrow. I don't know if anyone knows what percentage of renewables the whole island is. So it's 2.5%. I mean, this is this is so disappointing that we're talking about this so unseriously. So we really need to highlight the value of low-cost reliable energy and really talk about why Puerto Rico needs much more of it. I don't mean to pick on Representative Ocasio-Cortez, but she she tweeted the infrastructure's failures in Texas are quite literally what happens when you don't pursue a Green New Deal. No, in fact, every, plenty of places around the world can deal with hot and cold when they have enough reliable, resilient electricity. Texas defunded reliable, resilient electricity, including winterization, to pay tens of billions of dollars for unreliable solar and wind that don't work when you need them the most. This is really, you want to talk about existential threat? This energy policy is an existential threat to the U.S. And, and I mean, unbelievable. I mean, it would make Puerto Rico into truly a consistently third world country. So two things, two takeaways from there. This is what happens when facts and data hit you in the face, okay? Number one, renewables provide 2.5% of Puerto Rico's energy portfolio. AOC that doesn't know that or she's lying, I'm erring towards the latter because she's always lying. 
Again, these people aren't stupid. They're briefed by staffers who are reasonably intelligent. She's just told to lie because liberals will suck it up, just like they'll suck up Lori Lightfoot saying, hey, hey, crime is on the downward trend. There are body bags piling up in Chicago. Did you miss that? CRT isn't being caught, taught in schools. Joy Reid. Then why is the teachers union fighting to teach CRT in schools? Why? What are you talking about? So one, she's wrong about Puerto Rico because she's wrong about everything. And secondly, her assertion that the power outages in, tech, uh, in Texas had something to do with not signing the Green New Deal. It was exactly the energy components they're advocating for in the Green New Deal, solar and wind, that caused the energy outages in Texas as the turbines froze up. Again, folks, do you think she doesn't know this? She's just a liar. I would almost rather her be stupid. It's easier to digest. It is. Oh, she's just dumb. She'll figure it out eventually. She's not dumb. She's just lying. Because she thinks you are dumb. No, that's right. I'm sorry, Libs, who listen to my show and have to hear this. She's lying to you because she thinks you're dumb. And you'll suck it up, no problem. All right, let me move on. Let's get to this Delta, uh, you know, the Delta variant hysteria because it never ends. Folks, fear is the coin of the realm for the left. You understand that, correct? Why? Marxists, socialists, they figured out from the inception of their movement that the only way to get people to forfeit their civil liberties would be to scare them. No one's born seeking subjugation. They're not. People like to be free. They prefer freedom. They want to spend their own money, choose their own doctor, pick where their kids go to school, and they don't want to be told who to vote for. That's not the way this works. The reason big government bureaucrats and others insist on using fear as a weapon is because the only way to get people scared enough to forfeit their money, their kids' education and health care away, is to scare them into this, you're going to die. That's what happened with the coronavirus. That's why it was such an essential weapon. Here's Dr. Fauci. This is a couple days ago. Here's Fauci in another media appearance, again, telling people with the Delta variant that they are under considerable risk. Now, what does that mean? You think that would, again, you sense that a theme here, folks, would be based in data. I'll give you the data afterwards. Fauci clearly hasn't read it. Here's Fauci, again, with the considerable risk that we're all going to die nonsense. Check this out. If you are not vaccinated, you are at considerable risk. When you have such a low level of vaccination superimposed upon a variant that has a high degree of efficiency of spread, what you are gonna see among under vaccinated regions, be they states, cities, or counties, you're gonna see these individual types of blips. It's almost like it's gonna be two Americas. Here we go with the two Americas. I did not even intend that. That's the freaky deaky part about that. I swear that was not even done on purpose. I was only talking about the considerable risk. That's what I have in my notes. I didn't even realize he said two Americas. Yes, there are two Americas again, tying it back. To, maybe on the radio show now I could say I knew. I didn't know for this. Tying it back to the two Americas. There are two Americas. One that's gone crazy and thinks coronavirus is the most, most lethal virus since the hantavirus and Ebola. And another half that says it's a virus. It's serious. We can handle it. And we know who's susceptible now. And we have uh, treatments and a vaccine, whether you choose to get it or not. And we have treatments for it. And we'll handle that risk in stride. I'm on that side of America. Here's the real data. 
Covered this last week. We'll hit it again quickly. Daniel Horowitz at The Blaze, great writer. He says the Delta deception, new COVID variant, might be less deadly. Again, was that in there with Fauci? He said considerable risk. Here's some of the headlines we've seen, along with Fauci's uh, fear-mongering. WHO says Delta's the fastest and fittest COVID variant will pick off the most vulnerable. Here's This one's my, uh, my personal favorite for hysteria. <laughs> I know we did it last week. I'm sorry. I don't like to relitigate stories. But, folks, I keep seeing it. Delta, the Delta's going to get you. Delta Airlines must hate this, by the way. The, the Delta will find you. Like, Delta will find me. I'll take American. Highly contagious Delta variant could cause the next COVID-19 wave. This virus will still find you. Folks, is this for real? Like, this is so embarrassing. Like, how did a copy editor let that headline get through? How did a copy editor not go back and say, listen, to the headline writer, this sounds ridiculous. Like, this sounds really, really stupid. Can we write something a little more realistic and not hyperbolic? Of course not. They love fear. Again, it's the coin of the realm. Here's the actual data, however, in Horowitz's piece. He says, as you can see, the Delta variant, again, has a 0.1% case fatality rate. 0.1. And by the way, folks, the case fatality rate is always higher than the infection fatality rate because, as Horowitz accurately states here, many of the mildest cases and asymptomatic cases of coronavirus go undocumented. People don't go to the doctor. Confirmed cases, people have a test. So the actual fatality rate amongst infections is even lower. But keep falling in the trap, Libs. Keep falling in the trap. We're all going to die. Back to work on Tuesday. My press out. They didn't even pay for an ad today, press out. It's good stuff. You know what? Let me get to my last spot because I got a big political announcement. Not me. Don't worry. I'm not like running for anything. I promise you. But an interesting political announcement that I think could be a good thing. There's a lot of people downplaying it, but it's a big name in a big state and it could matter. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Let me get to my last sponsor, our friends at Omax. Living with chronic pain, can I just say, really sucks. I know I'm not supposed to say it yet, but it's true. I have it. I have arthritis. It really, really stinks. Chronic pain is awful. It's not just the discomfort. It can prevent you from moving, sleeping, exercising. I woke up the other morning. We stayed up in this uh, in this this castle, a friend of mine, uh, up in New York. And uh, seriously, it's a beautiful place. And my wife said, you can't go downstairs like that. I was walking like this oh, because my back hurt so bad. Luckily, we had some of this, rubbed it on. It took me about 10 minutes or so. This is Omax CBD. It's great stuff. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, cryo-free CBD roll-on. Here it is. Right. Look at it. It's just a simple roll-on like that. Icy cold when it goes on, by the way. feels incredibly good when it goes on. You get that real freeze feeling. Cryo-free CBD roll-on was developed by Omax Health. It's non-prescription. It's triple-action pain relief. It's specifically formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. The best part, 100% natural. It has a CBD-powered remedy. It works as magic within 10 minutes of application. Relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. Paula uses it on her neck. When she, get my, when she gets migraines, her neck starts to hurt her really bad. Guy does CrossFit, uses it on his joints afterwards. Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on. The discount applies to any product site-wide. How do you get this great deal? Try it out today. Get great feedback on this product. Go to omaxhealth.com today and enter promo code Bongino. That's O-M-A-X health.com. Enter code Bongino. Get 20% 20 off, excuse me, 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide.
Pro athletes such as PGA golfer Kyle Stanley use cryo-free CBD to recover on and off the course. There's no messy creams or terrible fragrances. Nah. -uh. Go to omaxhealth.com, enter code Bongino, get 20% off cryo-freeze and site wide. I'm telling you this product is the real deal. It's a staple in my family. Again, go to omaxhealth.com, enter code Bongino, get 20% off and site wide. Thanks, Omax. All right, listen, this is a big announcement. Um, I know this man personally. He was a politician in Florida for a while. Uh, he had endorsed me during one of my races. I always found him to be a real uh, fighter for the cause. Genuinely tough guy, too. Um, Alan West, many of you know who he is, announces his run. You see this in this OAN report we have here from their newsroom. Alan West has announced his run for Texas governor. Uh, folks, it's going to be interesting because uh, Greg Abbott is going to run. There's going to be a primary. But here's my take. I just want to quickly on this. There's three things that come out of primaries, whether it's Alan West, three good things that come out of primaries. Alan West or anyone else. I've been in primaries. I've run myself. They're tough. I've won two, lost one. One, it gets candidates on the record. I, my humble opinion, I don't think we should let any Republican run um, without at least some form of a primary. It keeps them honest. It gets them on the record. What do I mean gets them on the record? What happens is when endorsements, so now Alan West is going to be seeking endorsements, and so is Abbott, even though he's the governor. They're going to have to go to these groups, these pro-life groups, these pro-Second Amendment groups, whatever they may be, and they're going to seek endorsements. These Second Amendment groups and pro-life groups are going to do what? They're going to have questionnaires and stuff to fill out. And good, get them on the record. I don't care if you're a sitting governor or not. I want to make sure that you have someone keeping you honest. So one, primaries get people on the record. Because if they're not primary and they have no competition, you know what happens, folks? Listen, I'm giving you the behind the scenes. I've been there. You don't have a primary. You just ignore it. Some pro-life group says, hey, listen, you know, uh, we'd like your answers on this question. Where do you stand on partial birth abortion, et cetera, et cetera, all these other questions. Most of these people in office, they don't have a primary opponent. They're like, yeah, we don't need to answer that. Who are they going to do? Vote for the Democrat? Folks, I'm sorry. It happens. Please take my word for it. It happens. I've been there. So get some on the record, number one. Two, choices are always good. Listen, if Greg Abbott's doing a great job, and I think he's been picking it up lately, had some beefs with him early on, then he'll win. Voters have a true, but not stupid. We know who the conservatives are. But it's no question Alan West is going to run to the right of him, and we're going to figure out exactly how conservative Greg Abbott is. That's a good thing. Like, oh, he's going to waste money. Oh, nonsense. That's crap. They said the same thing about Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Remember that? Like, oh, they're going to run against each other and wear each other out. By the time they get to the general, they're going to lose. Uh, look how that worked out. So second gives people a choice. First gets them on the record. Third, it forces conservative governing decisions. Now that Abbott knows he's got a primary to the right with Alan West, you think he's going to fold on conservative issues now? Hell no. It'll be used against him in a primary. I have no problem with this at all. None. I think primaries are a good thing. I know there's some establishmentarian swamp rats who say, oh, it's terrible, waste of time, waste of assets, unnecessary. No, it is necessary. We don't worship golden calves. I was in primaries. I've been there. I'm not speaking with forked tongue. It helps. Keeps everybody straight. Good for him. We'll see how he does. Hey, uh, Jim, I know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> Jim is the only one who gets to listen to the podcast live in the studio. Can we book Alan West this week? I'll assume you're nodding your head right now. <laughs> Is he nodding his head? I'll ask Mike. Well, I can't see him nodding his head either. Alan West would be a good guest. Let's get him this week, maybe Thursday or Friday. Vernon Jones today, who, again, is in a primary. Good stuff. All right, I want to go through this quick. What should I do? Do I do 
Key, can we skip ahead? Can we go to Red State quick? Because I need just quick. I need a moment of humor quick. It's been a very serious show today, and it's Tuesday, but really Monday for me. It's like a this is the Mondayiest Tuesday ever for me. So I want to get this story because it's hilarious, and we talk about it on the radio show today because producer Jim and Mike are huge, huge baseball fans. Red State article be in the show notes. We'll get back to the other stuff, but I just want to do this first. Nick Arema. Here's Joe Biden again. Guy can't get out of his own way. Has Joe Biden ever told a story about himself that's true? Remember, I finished at the top of my law school class. Finished at the bottom. I had two degrees. He did not have two degrees. Remember that? Remember that cut? Joe Biden did not have two degrees. Nothing he said is true. I got a full scholarship. He didn't get a full scholarship. I was arrested in South Africa going to fight with Nelson Mandela. It never happened. I, I marched in the civil rights march. He wasn't there. Nothing this guy says is ever true. Nothing. It's like he hasn't told a significant story about his life that's ever true. This guy is the biggest bull you've ever seen in your life. Uh, Let's bucket Joe. This guy's a scammer. He's the biggest scammer ever. So they have this story at Red State. It's another just, I mean, just once, please tell a story that's right. So Biden, check the story of Red State. Biden gets busted about this baseball story from the piece. He's got the Dodgers at the White House on Friday. So it says, during the visit, he told the Dodgers that. <laughs> Joe, are you a baseball fan? Eh, Maybe a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, a little bit. All right. All right. He's honest. I like that. But Joe doesn't fudge the numbers. I'm a big baseball fan. I was until they went woke. I don't watch anymore. Producer Jim's a huge baseball fan. He likes the Mets, which is heresy. I grew up with the Yankees. So I, I've, I've uh, tried to have him fired many times over that. Um, it's not happening. They won't get rid of him, especially after his Rogue One Empire Strikes Back thing. We've repeatedly tried to get Producer Jim can. It won't, we're kidding. We're kidding. We love Producer Jim. But Jim's a huge baseball fan. Apparently, Biden told the Dodgers that during a congressional baseball game, he hit a 368-foot home run off the right center field wall. He even claimed to the Dodgers that his, quote, kids remember that. Jeez. <laughs> Justin's like, he's a real slugger. Folks, do you have any idea how far a 368-foot home run is? The porch in Yankee Stadium, the right field porch in Yankee Stadium, the old Yankee Stadium, was 314 feet. You're suggesting to me that Joe Biden could have hit a home run in Yankee Stadium. I guess he's a righty, so opposite field home run. And it would have hit the ball, what, 50 feet farther over the wall? That, folks, do you understand how dumb this story is? That you, that, that's, dude, that's definitely a month. That's a Jim, if you're going to use Muttley today, you can't find Joe's the Muttley king. You can't overrule. If Joe says two, you can't make it three. You can go one. You can under Muttley, but you can never over Muttley Joe. Joe will find you in Dallas and hunt you down like a dog. But three, 368 foot home run. By the way, if you read the article, I don't need to beat it up any further, but you go down. So this guy, Zach Parkinson, did some homework into, into it, and they found out that he hit one single in the baseball game in 1973. So I don't know if he understands a single means like a single base. Like he only made it to first. A home run means you run around the bases to home plate because you either hit the ball out of the park or had an inside the park home run. A single and a home run, it's not the same thing. It's just not the same. It's, it's just not the same thing. What's happening? I have no idea what's happening. He's like... <laughs> 
It's like Roger Maris all of a sudden. 68 foot home run. What a clown. All right, good. I got some time then. All right, back to the serious stuff. I know the show's an emotional roller coaster. But you know, you know, I'm in, I mean, I love economic philosophy because they're, economics and philosophy are kind of the same thing. They're, economics isn't as much a science as it is a philosophy. Philosophy isn't as much as a science as it is a philosophy in and of itself. And one of the ideas that uh, I read about early in my political commentary career was the idea of the pretense of knowledge discussed by one of the great geniuses um, of a past generation, Friedrich Hayek, in his book, The Road to Serfdom, and other books, which are classics. The pretense of knowledge is important. I'm going to make a baseball card analogy here for a minute, not because of the Biden story, but because it matters. But there's a great article in the Wall Street Journal today you should read. I, I don't usually put journal articles up because they're subscriber only, but this one's good and it's worth your time. It's called Big Tech and the Big Finance Breed Huber, Hubris. With their pretense of knowledge, BlackRock and Facebook make it harder to find the truth by Brett Swanson. The gist of the piece is this, that big tech censoring ideas under the pretense of knowledge that they know what ideas are true or false has led to a bunch of massive screw-ups. They lay some of them out right here in this screenshot from the piece. What did Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter block access to? The Wuhan lab leak, cheap and, uh, cheap and safe generic treatments such as ivermectin, ivermectin, Sweden's heterodox decision to stay mostly open, and the inefficacy and cruelty of school closures. That was all blocked by Facebook, saying somehow they knew better. The stuff didn't work. School closures were good. All done under the pretense of knowledge, that they know better. Big government has used the pretense of knowledge forever. In other words, turn over your money to the government. They can manage an economy better than you can. Well, folks, why doesn't that work? Think about it, right? I, I mean... I know this is hard for people like you and me to do because our default position, because we understand through experience how fallible and ridiculous government is. But I ask you for a moment. I know it's hard, but I mean it. I'm not being silly here. For a moment, try to accept the premise and be open-minded about it. Say, well, if government's going to hire a bunch of extremely intelligent people, the world's best economists, say hundreds of them, and put them on a council of economic advisors like the president has access to now, well, why is it they can't figure out economics? Well, that's where the pretense of knowledge comes in. Because they may be really, really smart, but their knowledge isn't granular like yours is. Check it out. From the Wall Street Journal piece. Hayek thought they were all deluded, people who believe in this pretense of knowledge. He argued that information's too voluminous, diffuse, and dynamic for central authorities to plan the economy successfully. Even if the world's smartest people and most competent governments, even they don't possess enough knowledge to micromanage sprawling complex systems. Instead, a diversity of opinion in science, business, and policy helps us correct errors and climb the ladder of progress and truth. Yes. Let me explain this simply to you with a baseball card analogy. You know, growing up, I liked Glenn Davis. He was a first baseman, I think, for the uh, Mets and the Astros. I liked him when he was with the Astros. I think he was with the Mets, too. But when, you know, you leave to go to the Mets, forget it. You were out to me. Nothing personal. I love Glenn Davis. But he was a great first baseman with the Astros. What Hayek is trying to say is you could hire the smartest baseball people in the world. 
Bring them all into government. 10, 20, 30 of the finest scouts ever. And they can't even price one baseball card effectively. Why is that? Why did they screw that up? Well, they screwed it up because, ladies and gentlemen, you're trading the knowledge of 330 million people. Let's, let's just stick with the United States. Forget about the whole globe. But just to keep the numbers manageable. 330 million people who may want that Glenn Davis baseball card all have access to it and could get it if they wanted it. Their knowledge is all input into the price of that baseball card. That baseball card goes up and goes down in value. Why? Because people know things. There's a guy who grew up with Glenn Davis, whatever, in high school, and knows he's a really hard worker and has a lot of grit, and he wants to buy that baseball card. There's another guy who doesn't care about the Glenn Davis baseball card, thinks, you know what, I think he was a lefty, say whatever. He can't hit left-handed pitching. He could, but whatever. All of that stuff is possessed and distributed, is voluminous and diffuse, like Hayek just said, amongst 330 million people. You may have a guy, some gambler guy, who heard from a buddy that Glenn Davis was whatever, out late in a bar one night. I'm not saying that. You get the point. He's not going to hit well this season. You may have another guy finds out Glenn Davis is on this ridiculous nutrition regimen. He's going to be great next season. He heard from a buddy who heard from a buddy. You have another nutritionist who knows about the product and knows it's crap and says, oh, you know what? That nutrition program is going to make Glenn Davis a great hitter. That program sucks. I tried it. All of that stuff is lost. There's 330 million people who could bid on that baseball card in exchange for 20 people who may only have access to one one-thousandth of that information. They can't even price a baseball card. Why do you think they could figure out if ivermectin works or if school closures work? What about the 330 million other Americans who have kids who can tell you directly to your face if school closures work? The answer is they just don't care. Big government and big tech. They want to cut you off from the access of information. Dangerous. It's the most dangerous thing we've ever done. Nothing more destructive than the pretense of knowledge. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Speaking of Rumble, please subscribe to my Rumble channel. We really appreciate it. We'd like to get to 2 million subscribers, preferably by the end of the year. If we can, totally up to you. It's rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks for blowing up the platform. We really appreciate it. I'll see you on the radio show in a little while. Vernon Jones is the guest. Don't miss it. Take care. You just heard Dan Bongino.